0: What's up everybody? It is Doug Wagner from Films in Black and White and we are about to reach a major milestone with our 100th episode. And we want to make sure that we can celebrate with you, but you need to follow us on social media in order to be able to do so. So head over to Facebook and Instagram at Films in Black and White and give us a follow. Also at Films in B underscore W over there on Twitter. We are going to make some major announcements. We're going to announce them there. So be sure to follow us in those spaces. Also, if you want to help us get to our 200th episode, please head over to patreon.com slash films in black and white and support us there. There are some great rewards for being a member of our Patty family, and it helps us do what we do on a weekly basis, and we much appreciate it. More importantly, we are so sincerely thankful and grateful for all the love and support you have given us over these past few years, and more importantly than that, on with the show.
1: I feel like a lot of movies are three hours. Like, I just, I feel like a lot of movies are three hours. They don't need to be. Mm -hmm. And this movie, it like has a tight feedback loop.
2: You may fire when ready.
0: Welcome to the podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. It is another great Monday to pod. We got a movie episode. We got a Patty family picks episode. That's what I'm calling this now. Love it. Um, I'm excited about it. We are going to dive into, we're going to dive into dark man y'all. And I'm, Uh I have some fucking thoughts about this movie, so I'm excited to get after it. But in order to do that, we need to make sure everybody is thoroughly welcomed and involved and included into this space. And I'm going to kick it on over to a one Marcus J. Destin. Marcus, how you feeling?
2: What's up? We in the building. What's going on? on? Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh,
0: Marcus was telling us or telling me rather right before this uh, started that Marcus is tired.
1: So okay, he's uh just. Yeah, I mean, he's
2: here. I'm here. I mean, you know, I'm still gonna give you, you know, five or five hundred. That's the rule. That's, but that's you know, true. it's that's also certain. okay to admit when you're just tired. I'm just that allowed.
1: I'm
0: you are really, allowed to be tired. I'm very yeah. excited you brought that up because that's a very good point, and it's gonna piggyback off of my point when we get to me. But I'm gonna kick it on down to Brian Roush. Brian Roush, how you, you feeling?
1: I'm, i am i'm busy uh i'm busy i feel oh, busy uh yeah. i i don't know if we shared it on this podcast i'm not gonna do any details but i got i i accepted a new job offer so Baby. i'm like in the process right yeah. now of like um, oh i thank you and uh yeah i'm in the process of like writing a transition report getting ready <laughs> to go to the new gig and like That's it's fun. just a lot more work than i think thought and it, oh, yeah. it's totally it's a good thing like i'm jazzed about it but it's like oh this is this is like stuff i need to do and then oh yeah you know um and then on top of it you know we have we still have like a newborn so i was up this weekend like just super sleep deprived no. so like i'm yeah. kind of like right in this sleep deprived high right now ready to talk about dick, man that's um, right that's so right. so marcus i i vibe with you man i vibe yeah. with you i'm just i'm getting energy from you both so that's that's how i'm here good
0: good um, well, good. I'm glad you're doing well, glad Brian. Um, I am doing okay. Um, <laughs> and I say okay not because anything is particularly wrong. I don't know if it's just the winter, I don't know if it's the change. Like, I'm just tired. First off, I had the most bizarre dreams I have ever had in my life this like past this weekend. Is going. It was, they were, they were insane. Like, good. I just did not know who or what was happening um and really random stuff that i just i can't even really remember but i remember waking up going like what the fuck was that um (laughs) but this is a good time if you will indulge me for but just a moment to have everybody check your mental health y'all like winter is here you can go through the like the sads or the depressions in this point of time and that's okay it's just important to know that so i just kind of checked that in there this weekend and just kind of was like that's how i'm feeling i slept i took a nap on sunday for those who know me i don't nap like i am the type of person that will usually like just persevere until bedtime so um but yeah not to bring everybody down but just to felt no no. or others that they can they can feel this so that's where we're at. no Um,
1: i think think that's important because like it's it's the middle of winter it's dark all the time It's, it's okay to feel this way yes
0: yeah um yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um but we're i'm excited we can do this and this i always get energy from you all which is a great thing but gentlemen mm-hmm. we have a quote to get into for this week um and i am going to so we're doing this for catch that quotable for those who are joining us as a reminder our patty family is submitting quotes Um, And so I'm not going to reveal who this quote is from until I officially read it. Um, But last week we had um, Roman Myers submit a quote and it was a great quote. And this week we have another quote, um, which is also also really great. So here we go. Luckily, an unconscious Argentinian fell through my roof. He was quickly joined by a dwarf dressed as a nun. I'm going to read that again. Uh, what? Luckily, they are <laughs> luckily an unconscious, unconscious Argentinian fell through the, my roof. He was quickly joined by a dwarf dressed as a nun. Oh, whoops. Uh, I have a
2: guess, but okay. I do not think that it's right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also
1: I, can't I, place this. So I have literally no idea what this is from. Yeah. I, Why am I getting Matthew Perry vibes from this? I don't know why. I don't know if that's even
2: right. I could
1: see. I could definitely see him saying that.
0: Um, I am pulling up.
2: Who's Matthew uh, Perry? He's the (laughs) guy who did Chandler and Friends. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Hmm. He made a
1: few movies. He did the whole, do few, the whole but, nine yards That's a few things. What
2: was the other one with Bruce Willis that he did? That was a whole nine <laughs> yards. Whole nine oh, nine yards. So just like the 15. whole nine yards. And didn't the they do job. a? Se- didn't they do a sequel to that? They
1: sure did. They sure did. Oh, man, the whole ten yards. The whole
0: ten- was
2: right. that really the? Oh God. It
0: was called the whole ten yards. I I can't tell you
1: like what my kids need from the grocery store, but I can immediately pull that information from (laughs) you for you like on this podcast. Otherwise, I got lists on lists because I can't remember anything. But you want to hear about a random Bruce Willis movie? I'm 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 there from like 1998. Yep. Just yeah, and that there's a sequel, yeah, that I know the name of. I don't know. That's just who I am.
0: Oh man. Okay. Okay. I have I have I have
2: have... for this movie. What I have a guess. I don't know. Okay, okay, what's your guess? Guesses. Let's start there. Did you look it up?
0: I have it pulled up. Um, I did not look it up, but I have it pulled up.
2: I, okay. My guess is the only thing that first first came to mind when I saw the quote was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I feel okay. like that made sense to me. That's a
0: good guess. That's yeah. a really good guess. But and I that's, wish that's I had it. I wish I had something better than that, but oh, I yeah. literally yeah. don't. Um, damn. I I could see this being like a like a I'm going to go ahead and guess Tommy Boy, because I feel like no, not Tommy Boy. The other one, Black Sheep, the one where they were out like deep cut. Yep. A very Chris Farley, David Spade, deep cut. Rest in peace.
1: Yeah. No, nice. Rest in peace. I don't, I don't know. Happy Gilmore. I don't oh, know. Man. Y'all.
2: Okay, I, <laughs>
1: I have this like pulled up.
2: Nobody's like we're so all kind of <laughs> like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Um, <laughs> do
0: you all want a hint and then to revise yes. your guesses? Yeah, give us a okay. your hint. Is musical?
2: Oh fuck. <laughs> okay, so uh, luckily what? an unconscious Argentinian fell through my roof. He was quickly joined by a dwarf dressed as a nun. Yeah, and musical, uh-huh. musical. I don't I'll... know fiddler on the roof.
0: Oh fuck, no, but that's incredible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
0: That would uh, make sense.
1: With that it would look, there, oh, look a roof was involved. Okay. That's true. I should, uh, I'm gonna say rent.
0: you're gonna say rent. Yeah. Okay. Gentlemen, this comes from the movie Moulin no. Rouge. The
1: Shut the front door. Up. Shut never... the front <laughs> door.
0: Yes, this movie comes from Mulan Rouge. It is said by Christian. Um, and so there you oh
1: go, guys. Who sent is, this in? Um,
0: this? Chris, Chris Schulton sent this in. Well played. Yeah, he stumped us, Chris. Good job, Chris. There oh was no God. way,
2: was, there is no way I
0: was ever gonna get that when I read this quote like to wow. send Marcus to get it, everything made. I was like, oh, okay. So I'm not going to get it. Cause I had <laughs> no idea. I um, mean, I
1: love Moulin Rouge too. I have not seen it in some time. So maybe this is a good excuse for me to watch it this weekend. It's on the but... night,
0: yeah. it's a good time to watch. I it might tonight. have to do the same. Cause I really want to know what part in the movie this is from.
1: I, I kind of do too. And it's also just, it's so enjoyable. It's like that's movie. just all of that music is so enjoyable. Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You can't go wrong. Yeah, Nicole ben Kidman. Yeah. So, well,
0: there you yeah. go. Thank you all um, for, uh, thank you, Chris, for submitting and keep and those Chris. quotes coming, wow. Patty family. Wow. I and learned today. Um, Marcus, you yes. have a report from the <laughs> X Men uh, quicksand that you have yeah. do- dove into. <laughs> oh,
2: what do you got for us, sir? Okay. So, this part of the journey, I'm actually, so it's two movies, but I'm actually only going to talk about. This one, and I am at Days of Futures Past. Love okay? It. okay, I'm at X Men: Days of Future Past, and I'll be honest with you, this movie is much better than what I thought it was. So okay, I am gosh, not here so to good. overly God. critique this movie. This is the this is this movie is them correcting themselves in the X Men universe. Okay, it's, it's trying to it's the bridge between the older actors of Professor X and Magneto. I mean, the older characters and the younger versions of themselves and bringing the two together. So it didn't feel like two separate franchises or two separate timelines. Sure. Um, And speaking of timelines, they bring up timelines in this movie. Mm -hmm. It's really good. um, And they have the OGs in this and Hugh Jackman is really the lead that, you know obviously connects the two together and you see a plethora of different types of X-Men both in the past and in the future 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 right um a different version of sentinels you get some of the OGs like Bobby back and Kitty Pride oh, sure. all of that even though kitty pride always looked like like a wet paper towel like something <laughs> always like something was like she was just sad or something was just saggy. I just never understood what the fuck was going on how she just always looked like that. I don't know who did the character design for her and was like, you know what? She can walk through walls. Let's make her anti-power yeah. depression. Like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. The like, the, right the earlier characters for her evolution. were
1: not flattering. I totally agree. Yeah. It mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't
2: they kind of made it damn distressy, even though Key Pride is like very powerful. I also don't know how her powers evolved to the mind projection thing. Nobody ever explained how that like that related to her core power.
1: Marcus, she can phase. Don't don't worry about it. Oh
2: okay. sorry, my bad. <laughs> uh, so I got there. So basically, here's what I want to do. I want to highlight the heavy hitters that made this movie phenomenal. So usually I would okay. talk, to you, but I really just want to show love some love it. because I cannot really find reason okay. to not like this movie other than maybe mystiques being mystique being the center of everything oh sure. I have some issues with that because it feels so fucking random but yeah. also when you look at the actress who plays mystique they had to give her some meat and potatoes in order to they
0: they kind of well, had to bulk her up to fully take advantage of her ability
2: yeah yeah because you don't do hunger games and then come here and no wait I no mean... that was not the same person Yes, no, it was Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. She did yes. a double a double
1: franchise, like almost or the back-to-back. silver linings
0: playbook that came out, I feel like shortly after.
1: That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah, when I'm she so started awesome. shifting to Oscar work. Yeah, she true.
2: And, and well deserved because I oh, mean absolutely. oh my gosh, yes. You know, she's phenomenal. So of course they had to give a meat or potatoes. Number one. This motherfucker. Magneto right here. Yeah. Magneto, aka Michael Faz fucking bender. Yes. yes. This? guy is an animal yes understand? oh yeah absolutely he is a phenomenal actor and really elevated Magneto. you know when we see magneto and professor x they are debonair they are wise oh, yeah they have been through all of this shit yes mm-hmm. michael fassbender's x-men i mean michael fassbender's magneto really gave some teeth to who magneto is and what he yes been through. oh 100 percent they didn't just yes. hire somebody to be like, you know, Debonair Magneto. Okay, we want you to do that in reverse. Because a lot of times you'll get the younger actor and they're like, well, he's not there yet. We want you to evolve into that. But really, he was Debonair. He was smooth. He was smooth oh, as yeah. Yep. As, yeah. a, as a person was smooth as shit and was talking his shit and was in his bag. And I just really wanted to give props because he really took Magneto to a different level. I've enjoyed every version that he's given me in each of these movies so far. So he's much oh, of yes. goddamn emotion. So just shout out to Michael Fassbender. Like, and he's
0: just a good actor in general. Yes, like, he's been in other stuff, and I don't think I've ever come away from that. That not, I may not have liked the movie he was in, but I usually liked his performance. Like, he's just a good actor.
2: I put him with Liv Schreiber. I feel like Liv, oh Schreiber sure, is kind of an underrated actor. Oh, I agree. Yeah, um, he was also a really good saber tooth to me. I, I feel like he really played yeah. that role well and was a good. um Opposite to Hugh Jackman, yes, uh, in Wolverine, I really yeah. enjoyed that. Okay, next person. This motherfucker, goddamn well, I mean, Hugh Jackman. I mean, yeah, the Hugh Jackman, yeah, the the, the Cyclops replacement. And let me tell you what scene <laughs> really Cyclops did it for me. When James McAvoy's character in this is taking medicine to get his legs back, right, mm-hmm. and he as he takes the medicine so he can walk, he loses his psychic abilities. Okay, so he decides that. He needs his psychic abilities to go and find Mystique or Raven. Hugh Jackman has this scene where he tells him as Wolverine, you helped me through a lot of shit, Charles. And he is face to face with James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. And he looks at him and he says, I need you to look past my pain. And I need you to look past my future and find your future. Oh, and wow. for some reason, yeah. I started tearing up because you look at what Wolverine has been through. Yeah, He, he was like, I don't want your pain. He said I don't want your pain. He said you poor man, you've been through hell and when you really look at it, Wolverine's been through some bullshit. Oh, 100%. And Hugh Jackman really took this role and was like, "Yes, I know, but I it's like the student became the teacher." And yeah. that's the scene that I love the most. Was yep. like, "God damn, Hugh Jackman really took Wolverine to a level where he's still big bad Wolverine slicing and dicing shit, but they had this real compelling scene between this dude that helped them find out who he was and him like making like giving that next evolution to make Charles Xavier, Charles Xavier. Yeah, you know, that's really a great scene. point. And I, and I also love the fact that uh, old Charles, prof, old Professor X and young Professor X talking to each other. It was, oh, an, sure. a, it was just an amazing scene. Just really, really dope. OK, I agree um, with you. Okay, James McAvoy cannot do this without him.
1: It's true. I think you really can't
2: know Professor X. And my hot take is Marvel Universe and Disney and all the shit. Bring him back because I feel like.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, especially
2: this besides Patrick Stewart, but I feel like this was a great second. You know, it's hard to recast.
0: Yeah. Good castings. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
2: And I I really enjoyed it.
0: And I really like um, Patrick Stewart. But I almost yep. think at this point in time, I would rather they go in a different direction and get mm-hmm. James to do it, like and really step up and do it. So, yep. yeah, I stand by that. That that's a great call.
2: Absolutely. And last but not least, and then we can review together. Okay. <laughs> uh, Quicksilver. Okay. Or boner or whatever. Oh, I was boner. waiting for that. Yep. a oh, boner. Yeah. Um, he is a good. Fo- he's a good fourth to me. Um, okay. Okay. Just a right off the bench player. You know what I mean? If we were playing yeah. fours instead of fives, I feel like he was the glue to this movie. Um, like, it's, I don't know. He just, his character did, you've seen the maturity in his character. Okay. He was fourth father. Well, yeah, not I, I, necessarily this movie. It's more so in Apocalypse, but I really enjoyed sure. him in Apocalypse, which made me enjoy him in this because they did give his character some maturity and purpose in the next film.
0: Well, and I think Mm -hmm. to your point, I think we saw maturity with him in Apocalypse because of how they set him up here to be immature. They actually they didn't just say like, oh, yeah, he's a fast kid that steals shit. They made it like, no, he's going to have some depth going forward. You just got to stick with us through this for now. So, um, yeah, that's a good
2: point, though. Um, And I just want to say, I just enjoyed this movie now. (sighs) With every good, you can only do right for so long. I am there now on apocalypse. And oh man, oof, that's, Oh, brother, that's rough. I got a for that one. This one is this one is rough. I've paused it several times and asked myself, "What the fuck happened between yeah that and this?" And I'm so lost, but I'll just give that up. Poor, a bit another poor time. Oscar I, Isaac.
1: I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I seriously, he, he like, like poor one out for that, man. Apparently, the rumor, or he said in an interview, he's like, I was so excited to do these X Men movies because it's such a great cast. But, like, because of all the makeup and all the stuff for him to be apocalypse, he just hey. was shoved in a tent for most yeah. of, like, the scene oh, wow. in between the scenes he was in. So he never got to see anyone.
2: That's, That's such up. a disappointment. That's yeah, the, Man. That's the, this movie is. And then why Brian Singer decided to do the Phoenix story twice? I'm, unforgivable, I, I have no idea, but I have absolutely a lot of questions. I unforgivable. Yeah, have we'll a lot get of questions. do you want to know just...
1: my favorite Easter egg though in that
2: movie? Which one,
1: uh, in uh, Dark Phoenix? What's Which your favorite one? Easter egg? when the when like the the, at the finale when all of the armed people from whatever federal agency come for phoenix their initials are mcu
2: oh get the the fuck fuck
1: out of here literally the mcu is taking the x-men by gunpoint at the end of their own movie did oh they do that God. on purpose? <laughs> oh yeah, because I, well, God. I don't know. All I know is they're like, we're the mutant containment unit. And I'm like, that says the MCU, like right on your vest, man. Like Oh my God, because Brian, I'm going to have to watch that. Was that. During the,
2: weren't they, that was during the, uh, what's was it, the murder? I think it was
1: right before they got acquired. I'm I almost think, positive. I think they had, after they had released
0: in theaters, they announced that it had gotten acquired. I think that was I, the timeline. Like, it was like, it yeah. bang! Like it was right after another. Yeah, which though. is crazy which yeah, is absolutely crazy
2: shit. damn damn Brian okay I didn't, I didn't fuck know. I'm gonna have to
0: okay Brian that's I'm mm-hmm. gonna have to see if I can find a still or watch that because that's pretty incredible
2: but yes gentlemen that is just my, my quick little update I wanted to show these actors some love so okay.
0: okay okay um, Brian would you like to share what you are yeah I'm just going to
1: share this uh, real quick but uh, oh great okay. Google didn't Google didn't do what I wanted it to do but in short when you go to this movie there's a scene where they're in this like train oh or God, yeah okay. they're in a train and there are four armed guards and if you look closely and pause it it says MCU on their on their arms damn, Brian. so it's it's they
2: there on they did that on purpose damn bro so, yeah. but
1: that's that's my favorite fun fact that's all look at that
0: okay well that's a great fun fact good x-men presentation everybody
2: x-men
1: that's really happy you're bringing up x-men like i i I love x-men in my life
2: we're gonna we're gonna have an episode where we just discuss the whole timeline i'm very oh my gosh it's gonna i'm
1: very excited to hear that
2: um
0: gentlemen i have a short presentation and it Um, is predominantly the segment you know and love called obscure with douglas and that's me um, and so last week y'all asked me, or what we did is um we spun the wheel of random Marvel superheroes, yeah, we did and villains, and it landed on Abyss. So I'm here to report on Abyss. And gentlemen, Abyss is weird. <laughs> um, but it's recent weird. Like Love it's it. not it's not crazy out there. You'll also notice that so her first appearance is in Avengers number one, which is like kind of a like Avengers goes through these like cycles, right? Well, they'll they'll start over, but yes. they keep cutting down like the start over first episode because it's like, okay, you get it. This is what they're here for. Um, like Tom
1: Holland Spider-Man, we're not going to show you how we no, got there. Yeah, you, We're you, not going to show it. how
0: we got there. Um so this she first appeared in Avengers number 1 in February 2013. Um Abyss is made of living gas and her and her brother X ex, X Nilo was created by a group of alien builders to essentially go through the universe and judge galaxies and planets. And if they were worthy of evolution, they raised up the population of people and let them evolve into an outstanding uh, civilization. And if they didn't, these builders robots destroyed the planet and everybody on it um is kind of how it worked and so uh x nilo and abyss are located on more mars and they have terraformed mars into essentially like a green planet and they are essentially getting ready to look at earth and make their judgment um the avengers catch wind of this they go to mars to fight x nilo and abyss um and they lose um, with Steve Rogers being the only one who makes it back because one of abyss's powers is, so she's made of living gas. so she's invulnerable to physical attack. and she can essentially, and for those of you who are wondering, you know what she looks like, she looks like this. Um, so she's made of living gas and she can huh. she has this kind of like power where she can take over people's minds because she'll essentially make make a gas bubble around them and then okay under mind control. So she does that to the Hulk. And the Hulk basically destroys Thor, Iron Man, Hawkeye, and Scarlet Witch. They get captured and left on Mars. Steve Rogers goes back to Earth and calls out to the next, like, expanded (laughs) group of Avengers. The B-team? The The, the expanded group of Avengers, including, like, Wolverine, Spider-Man, Cannonball, and some others that are, if I really wanted to make this list obscure, I could dive into those, because there are some that I have, Never heard of. Um, And so, yeah. And so anyway, they come back and they fight. And the way that this fight ends is um, Captain Universe looks like the deity that essentially these alien builders worshipped. So X, Nilo and Abyss order everybody to stop attacking the Avengers because the universe is on their side. And so as a result, they say, well, maybe Earth can be left alone. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Abyss. (laughs)
2: <laughs> All right. yeah let's yeah. it's a lot really they only stop whooping the earth's ass because they're yes kind of familiar
0: yes that's exactly it because because captain universe looks like the god they
2: worshiped and why does basically everybody fuck with earth why, i don't why, know why is that why does that happen
0: and the other thing that I, I think is really interesting is the dialogue between Tony Stark and Captain America at this point in time when they're like because it'll Mars and then it'll be like a flashback to them putting right. this expanded group of Avengers together. And it is some of the dialogue feels like it's directly from the first Avengers movie where it's like, We <laughs> we have to be ready for the next threat that's gonna come from above. And it's like, Okay, we all know what you're doing, and you don't have to,
1: but we know what you're doing, you know so. To... I I read I read part of this. I feel like you I read have. Infinity. I read Infinity way have. back in the day, but that was like more focused on Thanos. I remember Alif, but I don't remember Abyss. Yeah. So maybe this is a good excuse for me to go reread this cuz like yes. as soon as you started talking I was like, I know the builders. Yeah, I do know the this. builders. Yes, yeah, so. the builders
0: are a big deal and Alif is their robot that is like <laughs> essentially he can't he can't reconcile the fact that it's not the deity so he's like no i am ready to take them down and then obviously he's defeated but okay um so yeah but that's in a nutshell that's how abyss is introduced and what the powers are um ex Nilo is like one big golden god like with horns for some reason so it's a whole thing um but gentlemen we need to spin the wheel to get ready for next week and here are the folks on here and i want to start start with this entry spiders right. man um, oh, I love that one. Okay. So Spider's Man is a recommendation that came from Chris schulton So oh shout out God. to Chris. Um, God. he sent us this as something we needed to learn more about. So <laughs> I have Spider's Man on the list. Um, I right. also included the Dazzler, Mojo, Doc samson still on there, man thing is still is there, Hammerhead and the Great Lakes Avengers are on there as well. Um the,
2: the Great Lakes, the people that come after your school loans. <laughs> uh, i bet i mean i mean if it's squirting
1: oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> i've thrown uh, several people of mail away from them yeah that's a very good point
0: um okay well we're gonna we're let's we'll <laughs> let the people come after your student loans okay let's spin the wheel all right oh, who's man. it gonna be fingers crossed gonna be spiders man i really actually kind of hope it's spiders man no but ladies and gentlemen it is Never. in fact hammerhead Uh, um so i get to dive into hammerhead which is a spider-man villain um and i am excited to do that so um that's what we got so we can thank you all for indulging me as we spin the wheel and spend
2: a little time with obscure forgot to do this um yes but i wanted to shout out rainbow Comics, cards, and collectibles. Reveal your hero. <laughs> Doug and I went to the comic book shop on our way to another event. Um, nice. And Dave Mac- Dave Elroy was there. Gave us this card. Nice little card. Located up there in Sioux Falls. Or, yeah. They have two locations, actually. Um, one on 3310 South Minnesota Ave. And the other one is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, 57105. And picked up a oh, lot yeah. of things. I picked up one of these for some reason. It, well, it reminded me of my childhood. So I picked up it was a, very oh, this, this a so nice this trip here. this trip was to go meet up with our friends from the
0: South Dakota podcast Backlot 605. So we are excited oh, to meet up with out. them and chat with them a little bit. Um we Marcus and I are going to go over and be on their episode on February the week of February 14th to talk Man. about the help which we're excited about. Um <laughs> cuz who doesn't love critiquing a <laughs> Viola Davis movie?
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> on, that, on valentine's uh, day oh, On yeah. Valentine's day. Yeah.
0: um but so we were excited to do that but i stopped there and marcus the first thing he says to me when he walks in he goes why'd you do this to me he goes the barber shop that i go to is right around the corner he's like i'm gonna have no money left and i said <laughs> look man i wanted to show it because i thought it was cool so <laughs> he fucked me up and I, I, so, I did i did i did and right. it's probably going to be like a bi-monthly adventure Idiot. up there which is Idiot. gonna be fun so oh, man. <laughs> um but gentlemen our patreon family picked our movie this week and they had heard so much yes. about the 1990 movie dark man from marcus yes that, that is the movie we have to talk about this week and here is the poster in case you were curious um so that is a very good poster for this movie. Um,
1: solid, solid blue and orange color scheme. You can't go wrong with blue and orange.
0: You cannot at all. Um, but gentlemen, um, Marcus, actually, you need to give us your barbershop summary oh for the movie Dark Man. I am I, very
2: excited. Okay. Uh, I mean, I can give it. But I also would like one of you to give it after I give my short synopsis because this is your first time seeing it. <laughs> I've do you seen want me, it. Do you want me to give it this week? I actually want Brian to give it. Oh, yes. Because I feel like that's an experience. Yeah. Uh, I kind of so, want to hear Brian's short synopsis. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I I, I want to hear this. So, so all right, Brian, Brian. Brian, Everybody please give, give us. Brian.
0: Your bar- I don't know, is it a barbershop summary or is it like a, where do you get your hair cut, Brian? Yeah. My wife cuts my hair. Okay, so it is the <laughs> oh it's the barbershop summary, because I'm not touching that. It is the
1: barbershop It's <laughs> the
0: barbershop summary as told by Brian Roush. Brian, take it away.
2: Wait, that is the most Wholesome shit, Brian <laughs> continues to be the most wholesome human ever fucking yet. in my, oh. no exaggeration, in my entire life. I, right? is so <laughs> kind of you. I have ever met in my life. My, well, that was he's, so he's sweet. the best of us. He's the best of he us. He is. And we needed one prime example of a pure human being. I am holding Brian Roush up to the gods. And then you want to know what the best word you wanna know what makes me worried? I wanna
0: know I don't want anyone evil to come into contact with Brian and have an Anakin Skywalker situation because we would be in very big trouble. I, like, <laughs> it makes me worried someone's gonna corrupt Brian. No, Dude. I
1: I've <laughs> met my fair shares of emperors and and they they have tried and now. So I'm you've still, heard I'm the story of Dark Lagos,
0: is what you're telling me what (laughs) i said so you've heard the story of of dark Plagueis the wise i I
1: have i heard it's a secret no jedi can tell me
2: um so this (laughs) is uh
1: oh my gosh wow those are some very nice things of you all to say don't we i mean like i feel like i need to like give context like when Everything happened in twenty twenty. It was like, Well, I'm not gonna get my haircut. And then my wife was like, I'll learn. And I'm just like, You can't just learn to cut hair. And here I am two years that later. Did
2: it. Um, love Nerds. Yeah. Get your haircut. Never
1: <laughs> yeah, love nurse that's all we'll haircut.
2: Like haircut so- <laughs> templates.
1: Okay. All right. All right, folks. So, <laughs> barbershop <laughs> summary. Barbershop summary. Brian Ooh. for all Dark right. Man. Uh, okay, this movie it's a it's a '90s movie, so just all of the the Ooh. the trappings of that. Uh, just start with that. There is a scientist. Uh, it's Liam Neeson, the scientist, and he's uh, he's trying to make body parts, but for some reason they don't last more than 99 minutes exactly. This is very important.
2: They, are, they can't last in the sun that's why they only that last in the
1: sun minutes. and yeah. uh, i'm gonna come back to
0: that because i have a question but we're gonna come back to it
1: and then uh, so then uh his wife's a, or his girlfriend's a reporter and she's got like a document she's like hey this is important and then like the the important document people are like she's got this document get him or get her and they like go to get it but she also lives at the lab i don't know whatever he's at the lab doing liam neeson scientist things and these like goons come to get him and like they like they they blow it up they blow him up and i guess they got the memo i don't really know and then like liam neeson's like oh no i'm i'm not dead but i'm horribly disfigured and then he's like i i'm I need to make my body parts again <laughs> to like having a, like a regular face. Cause his face is all messed up. And then the movies like, I think it's, I think like at that point, Liam Neeson's like getting revenge on these people, but then he's also like trying to lead a normal life with his girlfriend. And he's like, I'm actually fine. I'm not dead, even though they had a funeral, but then yeah. like he is like trying to also hunt down these people. And then there's a finale between him and the document people and but then at the end of the movie he's like i can't be happy goodbye and he like goes off into the ether that was that's my summary <laughs> oh, okay i mean enough,
0: that's pretty brian. good that's fantastic Brian. Okay. thank you brian thank you. <laughs> thank you that was incredible
2: um <laughs> brian gentlemen so confused. I, just, I don't blame you but brian just sounded like he does he's actually a lawyer but, oh, she's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's, a a lawyer. Yeah. she's an attorney. Yeah, she was a lawyer. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Would and it's played that reporter,
0: and it's played by like Francis McDormand, Would... who is a big yes. deal now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. really interesting. Um, award
1: winning kinda... actress.
0: Oh, absolutely. I want to kind of give everybody uh some context on who is in this because it's kind of it's kind of interesting and important. I also give you the rundown of um, box office and budget and all that jazz. So okay. Um, this movie stars, as I've mentioned, Liam Neeson plays Peyton Westlake. Francis McDormand plays Julie Hastings. Colin Friles plays Lewis Strack Jr., um, who is the main main villain? Question mark. Um, yeah. Larry Drake plays Robert G. Durant, who has a fetish with cutting people's fingers off. Sure. does. Um, and after that. It's kind of a like ragtag group of random goony looking dudes. Yep. With the exception of Ted Raimi, Sam Raimi's brother, mm-hmm. who also played Hastings in the Spider-Man movie. Um, and in, huh. in, the, in the in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man series, to so that trilogy. Um, he worked in J. Jonah Jameson's office. Um This was directed and written by and story by Sam Raimi. Um, The budget was $14 million, and this movie made $33.8 million. I have a litany of other fun fast facts about this movie that we can kind of get into later because they're very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But, gentlemen, let's start start us off. What did you all think of this movie? And actually, scratch that. Marcus. I want to hear because I yeah. asked you a question in the chat yeah. about how old you were when you saw saw this. So what I want to hear is what did you think of it then and how do you feel about it now? Okay.
2: So I think I was about 12 or 13 when I first saw this, and I'm pretty sure I caught it right in the middle of the movie. So oh. for a long time I kept catching this middle in this movie in the middle and never oh, knew that's how so it would be. funny. So I just knew that there was dark man and I knew that he had this <laughs> face that he could like, you know, he had this thing with his faces that he could do, right? yeah. And I knew the movie was aggressive as hell, like it was dark. Like oh the wait, was dark. yes, <laughs>
0: the way this movie starts is yeah.
2: incredible. Yeah. It was dark, it was dark, and that's all I really knew. Um and so if <laughs> so funny enough, I still like this movie. I okay. still think that it's that's one fine. of those like cult classics. Yeah, I would agree um, with that, and the fact that it made so much money, and it's Liam Neeson. I think what I like about it is these are our favorite actors and actresses yes. yeah. in this stupid movie. But you know where I put this movie? I put this movie like Dark Man, and then there was another movie that came out called The Phantom with the double yep. C. Yes. So I put these two together. Like, if there was an MCU back then, these two motherfuckers existed in the same universe. Yes. Yes. 100%. And they, yeah. And, I the, rock- agree and the Rocket Man. Uh, that was also another one that I used to watch back then. So all three <laughs> of those guys would have like, been an mcu or the big 90s avengers i love it yeah 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 yeah. so i did see this back then i have no idea where i watched this i have no idea how it came on but i just remember that i liked this movie and then i remember and then like watching it now i watched it all day at work and of course i laughed (laughs) at some of the stupid shit in there but i still think that i enjoyed it it had a better plot than a lot of movies that came out recently it's
1: so tight the plot is so tight. It's, yeah.
2: it's polished it's
1: it polished to, for
2: it sure it sticks to its plot it does yes. not deter no. it is a sam raimi movie and at times it felt like and this is partially because of the music at times it felt like i was watching batman if there somebody didn't know what batman was and was like batman dark man i'm gonna write like a yep a cheaper non-copyrighted version of batman this yep. is what it would be brian hundred percent
0: that's because that's what happened So just here, this is a great place for me to put my first fun fact. So Sam Raimi, back in the day, always wanted to do a comic book movie, and he had failed (laughs) to secure the rights to the shadow and to Batman. So essentially, he just said, if they're not going to let me make that, I'm just going to make my own. So yep. he based it off of the Phantom of the Opera and Elephant Man. Yes. Um, which were two and movies that Hunchback came enough. Yep. And the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, And so pen... essentially he wrote a 30 page short story called The Dark Man and then developed that into a 40 page script. Wow. And so when you say like, oh, man, I want to do a movie where I don't have the rights to be able to do it. That is exactly what happened. So yep. credits to Mr. Sam uh, to Sam Raimi for
2: a pretty original idea for the most part, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. That was the other so. part that I think I liked the most was, it's original. Yeah. And I just feel yeah, like, I'm really just shocked that you two never saw this movie. No, so really, I'm about to shut the fuck up and I want to hear about y'all experience with this movie. Because <laughs> how old were y'all when this came out? Um, this What was this, 1990? 1990? 90, yeah, 1990. Right.
0: 90 or 95? Let me check quick. 90 the up, phantom it... came out in 96. Okay. So yeah, if this is uh, it was 1992,
1: 1992. I, I'm seeing 90. I'm seeing 90 on the Dark Man page for IMDb, but then when I go to Sam Raimi it says 1992. 92. So
0: somewhere between 1990 and 1992. <laughs> okay. Um I would have been 3 years old. Okay. Um when this came out, um the wikipedia says August 24th, 1990. So I would have been 3 years old. And then I think it was one of those things that like I just never came back to. Hmm. Um I just never circled back to it. But to be fair, before Spider-Man, I was not really aware of Sam Raimi's stuff. The only other things yeah. that I knew that he did were the two Evil Dead movies and then Army of Darkness, and those especially Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are ostensibly horror movies which are for right. those that don't know not my bag like they're just not <laughs> something that I am interested in at all so I steered clear of anything that was that and it just kind of was probably when I was younger and I was maybe at like a blockbuster or um, if you're from Minnesota a Mr. Movies oh um, yes it it was one of those where like I just walked right by it because it probably it looked spooky to me so yeah. I probably just never stuck with it yeah. Um, but To your point, before we kind of get into the specifics of what I liked, uh, this movie was enjoyable. It's silly. It's silly and it is campy as hell, but it's fun. Like, it's a fun movie to watch. So,
1: Brian? I figured out why there's a discrepancy for 90 and 92. Okay, great. Brian? The movie does come out in 1990. There is also a 1992 unaired 30-minute television pilot. Also named, oh, yeah, so oh, okay.
2: They were supposed to turn it into a series, yep. right after This, yep. yes. um, so, they yeah, so successfully
0: turned it into a video game because it made bonkers money. So they did try to turn it into a video game, it, and okay. it succeeded.
2: <laughs> and they real. had a lot of discrepancies between what Sam Raimi wanted and what the studio wanted, and it turned mm-hmm. out that this time the studio was right in their marketing, yeah, because it ended up making a sh- ton of money.
1: Well. I- i think one of the things i want to say that i loved about this movie is like it what it like it it's what you said marcus somebody watched batman in the 80s like mm-hmm. the 89 batman and they were like i love this but i want more of it but not batman right but it also has these like RoboCop vibes is the best yes. way i can oh, call yeah. it yeah the
0: hyper the hyper violent stuff
1: like the violence, the over the top like drama of it like yeah. the exploration of something very serious but almost like in a campy manner right cuz robocop's like hey like cops um not maybe great on a blanket level maybe we shouldn't like just all think they're great robocop <laughs> and dark <laughs> man shouldn't. was like hey like what if um like you lost everything including your face like what would you do yeah. And like, but then it's like at the same moment, there's a guy with a leg that 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 turns into a gun, you know, like it's like these very like like ying, yin and yang things happening. Um So like, I, I enjoyed oh it for God. that. Like, it just captures this vibe that like, I don't I don't even think you could make a movie with this type of atmosphere right no, now.
2: Man. Like Dark man would
1: have to be something gritty now.
2: Oh, yeah. it, would have to be. it would have to be serious too, like a psychological. Y- yeah. Thriller. Yeah. This fucker put a oil cat, oil funnel on his head and danced. He said, Do danced. "You think I'm a freak show? Give me $5 to the free." And then dan- <laughs> and they made that a whole minute scene. Like that was a and whole chair.
0: Or how about when he's just destroying chairs? And he's <laughs> yeah. just saying, "I'm so yeah. mad, I can't control my anger." <laughs> like just destroying chairs. <laughs> or, how about, so or how about the other part of this and I, I almost want to say that I enjoyed how fucking stupid this was like, yeah. and like on like a base level my hands down favorite part that I rewatched at least three times was <laughs> the part when he gets exploded and okay. he is he is flying through the air <laughs> and they did this thing they were like make him yell and it was the funniest <laughs> thing it was like yeah. <laughs> like and he's spinning like and over, and over and and it was the fun- I I rewound it. I thought that was hysterical.
2: That was so funny to me. Yeah. But still, the facts Liam Neeson enjoyed doing this oh, movie. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, he loved he the makeup hundred and loved all like this. Was his first action, I think first starring action film is what yeah, yeah. some of the facts were saying. So that's kind of yeah. wild to think about.
0: Yeah, this was the first time he was a lead. He was in a bizarre sci-fi movie that I would love for us to watch called Crawl, which I've never heard of. Um, but I'm very curious to hear what Crawl is all about. It was a movie poster I sent in the chat with a weird looking. It's just, it's just a scrolls, yeah. In the Yeah, I have no oh! idea what it is.
1: Oh, I want to know what that is. So Yeah, yeah I it looks also looks so weird.
0: I also want to know what that is. <laughs> what that is. Um, <laughs> but this was good. Like, I didn't. I enjoyed this. Like, I thought this was a lot of fun. I agree with you. I think the acting was solid on his behalf. Cause he really committed to it and it really stuck to its plot for sure. Um, I
1: mean, but it's also like, it also, here's the thing. Like, yeah, it like, you look back on <laughs> it and you're like this, this doesn't feel like a great movie, but the thing that gets me about it is like, I feel like, I don't know. I'm just going to go on a small rant. I feel like a lot of movies are three hours. Like, I just, I feel like a lot of movies are three hours. They don't need to be. Mm -hmm. And this movie, it like has a tight feedback loop. Like it gives you everything unabashedly. And it's like, look, 99 minutes in the sun, his, his whole disguise is going to fall off. You need to know the 99 minutes. And so like, there's two points in the movie where it's like, he keeps checking his watch and you're like 99 minutes. Like that's a thing. better be careful. And it's a really, like, fulfilling feedback loop of just being like, oh, it's close to 99. Something's going to happen now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There was something really enjoyable about the predictability and the, and the drama of that. Um, oh, yeah. For sure. I, I like that a lot.
0: Um, I would absolutely agree with that, of that drama and that angst. And especially if, you know, I caught on, you kind of catch on to the premise, like, relatively quickly. Um, yep. But I think one of the things that is really cool about it is... Um, that you, I lost my train of thought, but I think one of the things that's really kind of that does this movie really well is that it, it just, like you said, it sticks to that really tight um, timeline.
2: Yeah. I always, here's the thing about the face thing. And well, I'll agree with you there. They only did it twice. They only showed him looking at a clock twice. It wasn't nothing that they beat you over the head to have to remind you. No. Yeah. They did, you know, they didn't have to do that. And part of that is because of the entrance of, Oh, it actually hit 100 minutes. Once they realized, Oh, it only survived. In the dark. So, like, they did that. And was like, oh, ta da, I get it. I get why it's called Dark Man, and he needs to be in the dark. <laughs> um, although he was never really in the dark in much of this in much of the movie.
0: Yeah, but, I didn't I didn't quite understand I didn't quite understand the choice of titling, but that does it doesn't matter. Like that is not my problem. So
2: <laughs> yeah, no I didn't I didn't but the makeup was good. They, they really did make him look like a freak. Oh oh my gosh it, that was so cool. Yeah it was good. When they took because usually they wouldn't yeah, oh, there it goes. Oh it is Out so there. gnarly
1: Doug just pulled up a picture and yeah, yeah. this movie's it's worth incredible. two bucks on Amazon for that alone.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It
1: was good. And I,
2: I really enjoyed it.
0: And and um, Marcus, not to kind of like jump in, but I think it shouldn't be surprising that this is good. The makeup, because the person who's responsible for doing the makeup is Tony Gardner. And, Tony Gardner's first professional job was on the Michael Jackson thriller video. He is the first zombie to crawl out of the grave. And he's also a zombie whose arm falls off to give you all just a rundown of the stuff that he's worked on. Mm -hmm. um, Starting with dark man. Darkman, The Adams Family, The Bodyguard, Armie of Darkness, Hocus Pocus, Batman Hold and on. Robin, there's something about Mary, Wild Wild Man. West. Uh it keeps like you keep going. Um Wild Wild West, Three Kings, Freddy Got Fingered, Osmosis Jones, Sal- Shallow Hal. I could keep doing this. Um he's the one who worked on um Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa. He did Zombie Land like and he all does like the <laughs> for Zombieland, he did makeup so none of this oh, is surprising. like when you actually look at it none yeah. of that is surprising that he had such an incredible career because oh, yeah. this this is zombie land level makeup yeah. like this mm. is incredible and again shout out to kind of the acting also liam neeson is behind that is. and acting through it yeah. which is Y'all, that's got to be a challenge.
2: It's it. gnarly as hell, and I love it. <clears throat> oh, but absolutely. he did like the role, though. I mean, that was one of the... Liam Neeson said he liked acting behind the mask because it offered him a different challenge. Oh, so sure. Like, I don't know. It's like he, he took this role seriously. It wasn't something like, oh, this is going to be a dumb movie. Let me halfway act.
1: No. He was like, no, no. I'm just
2: going to commit to the role, and everybody's going to commit to that. This could be a fucking hit, and it was a hit. Like, yeah. like this could be a real life superhero i think they did comics based off a of dark man like moving forward
1: i, I mean they I, it, it had it had legs like it it had two sequels even if they went direct to video i still that's a sign of success uh yeah. And I also feel like when you're looking at like they tried to make a TV show off of it, yeah. clearly people liked this and people enjoyed it. And I, 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 I'll have to touch base with Doug again about the, the final tally amount for mm-hmm. the box office and what that would be in like, $20, dollars But I mean, like that, that sounds like a hit. Um, You're, you're getting your money back. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, just... No, like it it hits all the boxes, even though it just kind of has this like kind of bizarre premise, which I love mm-hmm. that it leans into.
2: I mean, and, and the action scenes are so wild; they are so yes. all over the place. You know, he's hanging on a helicopter for <laughs> at least ten <two> minutes. <laughs> it's just so, and you know, he you watch him struggle to. He's not a superhero. That's the no. thing. He he's not a superhero, and I don't think that they wanted him to be that. They were just kind of, so you watch him learn how to mimic people's voices. You watch him figure out this technology with the face and then him try to balance everything out. One of the funniest scenes to me is when the doctor is explaining how, yeah, we found this homeless person, Um, they were really burnt to shit, Uh, and you know if we poke him right now, he won't be able to feel a goddamn thing. And she just stabs him (laughs) and just was like, here you go, see, he can't even feel that. (laughs) <laughs> and then he jumped out of a high story building because Oh my god! He just—they came and they was like the window was open. I was like, I can see the top of skyscrapers from this shot. I don't think he's, I think he's on the second floor. Thank for. you. <laughs> That's
0: what I said too. I was like, did he jump from up there? And also, can we talk about how fucking lazy that grave, like the grave digger was? I mean, I just buried an ear. Like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, you didn't even need to say anything. Like, and, and what is the priest doing? Like, can't be too busy, are you? Nope, it's just an ear. Like,
2: what? <laughs> like, what yeah. is happening? Yeah. It, was, it was fucked up. They said it was only a piece of an ear, too. I was like, what the fuck? Like, this lady is, is is but what I think is interesting, you mentioned uh, Evil Dead. Yes. He the lead in Evil Dead. Bruce oh. Campbell. So Bruce Campbell was originally supposed to be the lead in this movie. Oh, I believe which is, that. Which is yep. why you see him cameo at the end. The end. Because yes. Sam Raimi really wanted him to be the lead in this, but the uh the studio didn't think that the movie would be able to sell with like he or he had a face that could pull it off. Right.
1: I mean, not to, like, typecast Bruce, but, I mean, I get why they went with Liam Neeson. Like, you, you kind of need this, uh, yeah. like, bumbling... This person that can pull off, like, a bumbling, like, scientist professor type. I don't see Bruce Campbell as that.
0: No, 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 no. Most, Most most of my critiques are over the doctor i'm looking at my notes now um (laughs) the doctor was i said why the fuck are they spinning him like this what is that (laughs) supposed to be doing Um, no
1: i need to set this stage it is so over the top of like you think like liam neeson's character is dead or whatever and then it just cuts to this hospital and he's like He's like on. He's like doing a t- like a cartwheel, oh. and then it looks just, like the
0: Vitruvian Man. Like yeah, he just like just out like
1: this, spinning him around. And she's like, "Oh, by the way, here's this person that we found, and he can't feel pain, but we cut his nerve." And I'm just like, "What is? Hap- yeah. What is this place? Yeah." yeah. We and we then I wrote
2: on him.
0: Yeah, and then I wrote, "This doctor sucks." Like I literally, <laughs> I mean, what what doctor? In the middle of a like a presentation to I don't know, like pre-med students are going to go like, yeah, we got this guy. He's probably going to die. He's probably (laughs) he's I think her exact line was I think he's vulture food. But
1: (laughs) (laughs) who gives? she did
2: laugh about it. And I was like, what the fuck? Well,
1: oh, my gosh. Like, and this is the Robocop vibe I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, just this over the top, like nonchalance of like, you did, wait, what? Like, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, you just stabbed a person who's recovering from an explosion. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Because yeah.
2: you can. Well, this oh. guy was fucking nuts. I mean, let's not yes. forget that. He was at the carnival. And he threw the balls for the fucking pink elephant. Thank you. And he was like, come on, baby. I'm going to win this elephant for you. And he's like, okay. She's like, I want to help you. And he's like, no, you can't fucking help me. Leave me alone. I don't want you to be around me. He throws the thing, hits it. He's like, hey, buddy. Your foot's over the line. You, you, can't get the, you can't get the little dog. He said, if you don't give me that motherfucking elephant. And, like, <laughs> fucking snapped. And even like, then she was, Who was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's just an elephant. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> he threw the guy through a wall. <laughs> like, and then tells her, you better take this fucking elephant. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, what's wrong with you? Just
1: <laughs> goes full sicko mode on this carny. Oh, and I'm like, absolutely. Liam Neeson, that man is a carny. He doesn't know where he's sleeping tonight. No. It's It's
0: tough. Um, I have a question. Where is this movie set? No idea. Okay. Because uh, I think it's Francisco. Maybe? I, I don't know.
1: I, uh, Seattle. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I can see but that. I think they did a good job of making it as a generic city yeah. with one thing that bugged me. What's that? And the one thing that bugged me was the amount of fucking water that was just everywhere. What? He comes out of that hospital and like down into like the trash oh. and he is standing in the in a creek. <laughs> like he is standing <laughs> in a creek of trash water and I literally wrote wrote this city has some serious water problems because <laughs> in the middle of an alleyway there oh, there is a pool of water and I'm like
1: what is happening here? <laughs> all I'm saying is that I'm not not to be that guy, but I lived in the city. I that is a hundred percent accurate for some places <laughs> in Chicago where it's like there's literally no drainage here. Like there's that is a river coming at me. Okay, my feet maybe right now. maybe Sam Raimi knows something that I don't. I mean, maybe now, maybe, maybe I, Minneapolis I, Liam has better drainage. Tries to sleep there. Now, do I find that realistic? No, no but they, they cut they cut back to the alley and like the the box blows away and he's just yeah. sleeping in the middle of this. <laughs> Crash River. <laughs> fucking forgot like, about dude, that. Come on, man. You're a scientist. And like, not
0: like sleeping, but like someone said, like, hey, pretend you're sleeping.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they yanked. there was like, and action. And then they yanked yes. the box Yank. away. Yes. And he was like, Oh, oh my God, I forgot. Oh my but, God. <laughs> So Sam Raimi must love alleyway garbage scene. Yep. That's a great... Yes, good. Yeah. Yeah. Because he does it in Spider-Man. I mean, all of the Spider-Man movies have at least one scene where Peter Parker is in this long alleyway. It's a long shot. I don't know how to describe it in camera terms, but it's a long shot. Camera's on the end. You see the person next to the trash can, which the trash can kind of tells you how small the alleyway is. So it measures the character in the shot. So they do this, in, they literally do this in Dark Man. This may have been the practice shot for him to do it in every single film <laughs> that Sam Raimi did in the future. We might even see it in Multiverse of Madness. We might see I a mean, batch next to a trash can in the alleyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see that.
2: He <laughs> loves tight shots, and he loves he does like tight watching shots. these heroes do because even when they're on top of the building, that's yep. technically a tight shot because they are dancing. You have yeah, the main villain who is hopping, um, steel to steel, like you know. Thank God, thank
0: God, there. we know that he had. Thank God, he explained on the way up that his dad worked in high steel, or otherwise that wouldn't have made any sense. Because oh him being gosh. a
2: ballerina on the steel pieces wouldn't have made complete sense if you didn't know. No, of course not. Four fifty an hour with the Indians. I have no idea why they threw. He said that what, what, that part was in <laughs> what there. He said, "He said, Me and the, the, the Indians were the only ones crazy enough to come up here 450 fifty an hour." To I was like, "What the oh, fuck?" Oh, I do
1: remember yeah. that a little um, bit. <laughs> I, the look I gave Marcus, y'all, I didn't make it up.
2: No, he, no, he did he not, not. No, I was like, "What? Said. What is happening?" He said, um,
0: there were also some really other like cool scenes that I liked in this. Like so when uh when Liam is down in his lab Liam Neeson is down in his lab. I don't think one Brian's kid has a lab, but when Liam yeah. Neeson is down in a lab, um there was this scene with the cat like walking in between yes. the photos. Yeah. I thought that was a really, really cool yeah like seen in a really, really cool sequence. And that, I think that's where I started to write things like this is classic Sam Raimi because Raimi loves to do things like that where it's almost like a claymation cat in the background and to kind of draw your focus in and out, which is really cool. And as much as that dancing freak, like sequence is insane, man, Sam Raimi really loves this whole, like I'm going to do something that is so, that teeters between hilarious and terrifying. Because if yeah. you remember from the Evil Dead 2, when when Bruce Campbell is doing his reaction shots to the like everything in the room saying dead by dawn, yeah. that is over the top acting. That is silly, but such a scary moment in general. So I think it's just those type of moments where. Really kind of to his style and to what he usually likes to do. So well,
1: I mean you even look at stuff like Drag Me to Hell, which is technically oh, yes. a horror film, but there are so many over the top movements to it. So. The goat
0: the goat alone in that movie is over the top at the very <laughs> so, end. The...
2: I have a fun fact. Okay. okay.
0: About this movie or about, just in general?
2: No, no about this movie. Like I know it. how random I can be. So that's a great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> the editing process was extremely difficult. Okay. The editor allegedly had a nervous breakdown and left the production. The Universal executives were also rather nervous with some of the wild things in the film, and they insisted they be taken out. Sam Raimi confessed that the studio movie make um Sam Raimi confessed that studio movie making as opposed to independent filmmaking didn't fulfill him in the same way. However, oh. Raimi attributed Universal's marketing campaign to Darkman's success at the box office. Okay. All right. Okay. So they're good
0: for they're good for something, I guess. I so, mean, you know, I-
2: I did make a comparison.
1: So the basically in 2022 dollars, this made right. This made 30 million uh, in 1990 yes. in mm-hmm. theaters is what yep. Doug said. So, so adjust for inflation, 63 million today, essentially, yeah. which if in our current climate, if you got something to the theater that made 63 million, no pre-existing media, yep. new and IP, 30, 30
0: and it cost 30 million like, these dollars to make, it basically you know, returned a hundred percent of what it cost.
2: It would, it would be it there'd be a Disney
1: Plus series, yeah. like it would oh, that would be a
2: home run. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It oh, run oh,
2: it. absolutely. It's going on HBO Max though. That shit is way too dark for Disney Plus. Oh oh yeah. I mean uh, yes. Yeah. I mean it yeah, yeah HBO yeah. Max it most have, or you know Peacock, whatever. It might it's,
0: even be on Shudder it might even be on shutter with like <laughs> oh, some of the makeup. That's <laughs>
2: true. That's very true. Yeah. The, the, the makeup was good. I really enjoy this movie. I I will watch it again. I think, you know, and I'm not trying to rush us to this point, but no, you're fine. I do, I do think that it was worth the amount of money that I paid for it. Oh, 100%, oh,
0: absolutely. It was this like is...
2: three ninety nine for the rental, six ninety nine to buy the movie. I almost bought it, just to like, just to have it. I yeah. thought
1: about it. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I don't know. I just enjoyed it. Yeah, no, this this was
0: a lot of fun, and it has. It's such. It's such. Um, it's dripping with 90s nostalgia for how mm-hmm. movies are made and like classic yeah. 90s tropes that it's almost yeah. like kind of fun to watch because it reminds you of like a oh yeah that's how people ran through crowds in the 90s they didn't actually try to avoid anybody <laughs> they just ran into each other and pushed them over um I yeah this this is a fun movie it's it's definitely worth the cost of like the rental
1: um, I mean. I- like yeah. I, I also, if you will allow me to soapbox for a moment, I don't, Please, but, Brian. Yes. I feel like Put this man. What, I, what I feel. Oh, thank you for putting me on the, on the big screen. I feel like in today's day and age, we're just so conditioned for like the next big thing. Like even if it's mm-hmm. small, like squid game, it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's the next big thing. It's a small thing, but now it's the big thing. And I feel mm-hmm. like, we don't have as many of those middle of the road type productions anymore. I feel like, and I say this affectionately about dark man dark man is like a mid budget action thriller that, mm-hmm. that is not trying to pretend to be anything other than, Hey, so, uh, you know, Batman and like, what if it was like all rated R though? And like kind of weird and he can change faces and people be like, Okay and you don't have to like even commit to it no. like it, it's a completely new concept but it's riffing on some oldies and some goodies and it just it exists in the space to try out new ideas and i feel like we just don't have that as much with our current mm-hmm. models like you don't oh. have a ton of mid-budget action movies anymore every action movie now has to be like a 200 million dollar budget and there's cars going to the moon or whatever and like there's just i feel like we all benefit when there's space for movies like this, because you get to try out these ideas. You get to see them in different lights, which leads to other ideas. But also this movie is, it is fun to watch and you don't have to commit all of, all of your attention to it. It's Liam Neeson running around, putting on faces like that. And that serves its purpose and it's good. So that's my soapbox, like bring back mid tier productions of stuff. Especially romantic comedies, but that's that's a whole other sofa. I just saw the
2: TikTok the other day too, man. Yeah, (laughs) about where the rom-coms. Yeah.
0: And I think the other thing is, is I think like if I I think the thing that those mid-budget things had, Brian, is they had that was back when like action movies could have some genuinely funny moments, but they didn't need to be explained. Like the commitment of this movie. To the fucking guy who has an assault rifle in his in his leg. The <laughs> yep. commitment to three times that three up. times. And it's not like, oh, you just figured it out now. No, the first shot, he's standing there hobbling, like at the very yep. beginning. Yep. And the next two times it's there's the leg gun, there's the guy hobbling. It didn't yep. come out of nowhere. It's that guy's, it's that guy's leg. Yeah. That is bonkers, yeah. but oh, also. Yeah amazing and i'm glad yes. it was in there because it was such an enjoyable moment for me to be like all right they're committed good for I them i like, made
1: it distinct like yeah if anything else when from a year from now i'll be like well there's there a movie with a leg gun and people will be like what yeah like <laughs> it's at least distinctive and memorable which yeah. is not something i can say for some of the other movies i've watched recently true. yeah
0: i mean and this movie has it also does the other thing that '90s movies does, which is gratuitous violence
2: with oh, yeah. no police showing up at None. all, ever. Because what's the police when white people are just fighting all <laughs> 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 the When it's a, a mask, when <laughs> it's a zombie man, and
0: some rich white guy nobody yep. shows up like <laughs> that whole like scene at the top of this, like at the top of that building before it gets blown the fuck up. Yeah. Where <laughs> were the police no oh my words, God. shots
1: fired? And they were like, <laughs> Nah, that's okay. They they must up have up trained at one. the same academy as whoever the police were in the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. Like, just always late, <laughs> yep. never show up on time. Not quite sure what they're doing.
2: Well, the police yeah. and that were working with with Hawkeye, I guess. So maybe that was the excuse.
1: But they were like they were off duty. They're like, we're gonna go LARP. <laughs>
2: like that. What's in- <clears throat> what else is interesting about Darkman is Liam Neeson. This is, he only did the first one. So yes. the second one it's are it's Arnold Vosloo, and if that name sounds familiar, it's because he played. Uh, oh fuck! Don't do this to me. In the Mummy, <laughs> he played the Mummy Emotep. He played. Oh Emotep my god! Really? In the Mummy, and yes, he has a very distinct face. If you if you Google it, so Arnold Vosloo in two in Darkman two and three he plays um, Peyton. The science, oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Okay. He plays dark man. Okay, okay. So and All that's right. really interesting because I think I also saw that I've saw I've seen the sequel before, too. I have not seen three.
1: Oh my gosh, I just looked it up on IMDb, and he yes, like I immediately see him
2: as the mummy. M-O-Tep. That's incredible. That's my boy, my, my boy MOTEP. Oh my gosh. I love well, that.
1: I'm always happy to talk about the mummy
2: on here. Oh, so don't get me goddamn started. <laughs> oh, please marcus we and i will.
1: will single-handedly bring back this franchise um, bro, with rachel Weiss and, we, and Frazier, if no, even if ass,
2: me and brian will bring this shit back because yeah fuck
0: yeah <laughs> that's true and i will and i will i will boost you and give you a platform to be, to bring it back
2: God, yeah man the moment Thanks, one is a classic man yeah it's classic it's amazing
0: um but gentlemen, is there anything else to say about this movie? I mean, we all enjoyed it. It's silly, yes, Brian.
1: Uh, the beginning of this movie has a large amount of nunchucks that I just <laughs> I, that I just I'm so fucking glad you brought that up, I, Brian. I, I'm that, so like, glad you brought that up. It didn't take me out, but I was like, man, they all got nunchucks. That okay? was another. Sequ- like...
0: That is another sequence that I rewound <laughs> because I went, I went, okay, pipe, pipe. Fists, fists, fists fist. Fucking numchucks? Yeah. Like just out of nowhere <laughs> yeah. And then I rewound it I was like, yep And it's not like he's just holding them He's
2: like no. swinging them like, No,
1: like There are at least two You're people ready.
2: with This And this movie also had like a weird Ninja Turtles vibe to it Like uh, those yeah, kind of yeah. scenes uh, like that when they're doing the extra emptying out the weapons, all I can hear was "doom doom 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 doom." doom, doom, doom. <laughs> that's an amazing yeah,
1: point, Marcus, it does have a Ninja Turtles. He's living in the sewer, bombed yeah, out it's, warehouse or whatever.
2: Oh my gosh, I, I can't explain it, but like that combination of RoboCop, Ninja Turtles, Batman and then you get dark man i don't know how it adds up i don't know how that math math but it does
1: and it's even the villain like just like the typical 90s corporate villain of like (laughs) i'm gonna make money from my bad i I can't like whatever plot it is that's gonna Mm -hmm. harm the community right it's always it always feels like it's sponsored by Dare. um yeah same vibe
0: yeah
2: very true movies will get back to that Movies get back to the corporate monster being the like the corporate man is the fuck even in RoboCop. That was yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. But it was either the police well, force commissioner was corrupt or the people who own the building. That movie
0: something. I rewatched, I watched that movie uh recently. I went on yeah. a weird like 90s like action movie kick. I watched RoboCop and then I watched Judge Dread for like randomly for oh, some it reason. Yeah. Ooh,
1: and Judge Dread is a good movie.
0: And I watched it exclusively so I could hear. I so I so I could hear someone shout the law, uh as many times as I wanted to. Um, see, y'all, what y'all don't know is I watch movies for the dumbest fucking reason. Like it'll be like I'll see him shout like the law, and I'm like, I should watch. Ro- I should watch. I should watch Judge Dredd. Um, the movie like RoboCop is like it's it's the f- it's kind of like a critique on like government big business and the police all wrapped up into like one
1: gross package and how maybe they're not also different doug oh brian and, that's
2: the, <laughs> and, this, and this movie only hits because it's the white people that hate the police so then when the movie came out there wasn't a lot of feedback about it but no? if you make this movie now they'd be like this is too woke for oh me oh my god <laughs> go I... back and watch robo well they tried to remake it, like
0: they tried to remake it in to like remake. two in the two thousands, and it did yeah. not do well. No,
2: well, that didn't do well for different reasons. Yes, and, um, it was I a just,
1: variety, <sighs> of yeah, reasons. Shit, but shit. I agree, Marcus. I feel like the internet would be an awful place if they tried to remake RoboCop with the same, same like with plot. the exact same message and plot. I totally yes. agree with you. Like, diversity
2: too. Make it with the same diversity. The same amount of white people that hate it. The same. It's still a white cop. It's still all of that. Yeah. And this was back when anarchy and it was like, no anarchists and we're we're you know we're gonna do our own thing. Yeah. And it was okay to be like that against the law and against the system. Then if you do that shit now, they're gonna be like, man, this shit's too woke. They try. Gosh. There there
1: would be like entire Fox News segments about. Oh my gosh. If RoboCop came out today, that's a great. That's a great point. But like. I the, my my original point with this is I feel like for corporate villains and I I know we're off base here a little bit and I'll that's, I'll wrap this up but like
0: fine.
1: I feel like for some people they're like well that's Brian that's too on the nose and I feel like a lot of movies like are sometimes like embarrassed by some of that source material or whatever and it's like. Y'all, like we've we've lived through the past like five, six years. We it's not too far. It's not too on the nose. Like that's literally what's happening. It's it's fine. Like right. it, it's fine. Just draw from inspiration.
2: Yeah, right,
0: true. exactly. Art imitates life as much as like, art.
2: Like the law firm that lost all that coke on a boat and then we never heard where the coke went. <laughs> It was a news report, and it was like so. Oh, this what? it was it's a famous company that had, and it was like pounds of millions of pounds of coke was found, thousands of pounds of coke was found in like the little boat reservoir thing, and then we never heard nothing else about it. I, I've oh, never heard, heard of that. Before. I That's did not they, hear about yeah. that at all.
0: So. Yeah there you go um gentlemen anything left to say about dark man before um we kind of close it out i mean we've definitely kind of covered it i mean this is worth the three dollars it would be to rent it shit it's worth the seven dollars it might be to, to own it so I, honestly
1: yeah, if I'll you if you are like in college or you got a group of people you watch movies with and like you're you're doing a hate watch or you're like you gotta check this out this is the movie I would bring. Yeah. Yes. If
0: one. if for the screaming scene alone, when he's <laughs> flying through the air is worth it right there. Um awesome. Well, that was good, y'all. We are happy to do that. Thank you to uh the Patty family for recommending that for this week. Uh gentlemen, what do you all have to plug? What do you want to get out into the ether today?
2: Well, y'all know what time it is. Oh, oh man. <laughs>
0: All right, Dad. we have
2: our one hundredth oh, awesome. I really like that episode approaching. It's true. One, you said you like that. Hold on, I can play it for you again. Hold yeah, on. Let's
1: do that. it again.
2: We have our one hundred episode approaching. This is actually episode ninety eight. It is now. week, week ninety eight. We have one more, ninety-nine, and then we will skip we a will week indeed. Or when we do the podcast with Backlot605, we will re-upload an episode of the mm-hmm. podcast. Um, and then the week after, on February the
0: 23rd, is when the podcast will be released. For those yes. who watch the, the Patreon, we will do it on the 21st, will be when we yes. record.
2: Yes, we will be live on the 21st, and on the 23rd, you will hear on that Wednesday, our 100th episode of yes. the- God damn podcast! One hundred
1: yeah. episodes. It's so, pretty incredible.
2: It's it's amazing. It's it's an amazing feat. It's a lot of people don't make it here. Doug has mentioned it before. It's true. Ken on stage, just mentioned it before. A lot of people don't make it to one hundred. No. So you know we're here. If you watch this podcast faithfully, or you're listening to this right now, and you want to send us a video, send us a thirty second video of you saying what this podcast has done for you. Yeah. Um, send it over the socials. Let us know. We're just gonna have a great episode of reminiscing, seeing where we've been and looking towards another one do. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna, gonna, gonna be talk beautiful. about the
1: hot hits and the new licks. It's gonna be great. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh.
0: oh my god. The new licks, Brian? Um Oh, that makes, you know oh that was still really that was funny. Through, like, My child my childish, station. Station thing. my childish brain went somewhere else. Um, oh, course. Brian, what do you <laughs> what do you have to plug? Thank you, Marcus, for plugging that.
1: What do I have to plug? Uh once again, the love nerds.com. Uh, For all of your lifestyle food blogger needs. uh, Yeah, you know, maybe you're feeling a little down. Maybe grab some of that comfort food because that blog, it's great for that. Uh, I'm also going to mention really quickly, I am back on TikTok. Uh, I took a hiatus and I'm back. So at Rogue Roush, you will see me. Doug and I did a live. Yeah, that was awesome. The latest Book of Boba Fett episode. Um, so make sure to follow us aka both the there latest Mandalorian episode <laughs> <laughs> or the, you know the Mandalorian episode however you want to phrase it um, but yeah those are the two things I'm going to promote awesome. awesome well thank you Brian um, I want
0: to plug that uh, in addition to what Marcus said about the 100th um, just share this podcast with friends and family we are happy everybody is here but always include some more folks into the fun um, also I am on TikTok if yeah, you want is. to see me slam some LaCroix like Stone oh, Cold my. Steve Austin it was incredible. in my kitchen, uh, um, you could watch that. Um, fun fact, I did show my wife that later. It was Lovely. not well received. Uh, <laughs> it was not. I she just was like, my LaCroix, too. Her, her face went from, what are you showing me, to, did you do that in here? Like... <laughs> She <laughs> was so
1: disappointed. Like, as she's watching the oh, kitchen As, on the as video. she's watching
0: it. So, Anything uh, at, for the hits. At, at films of black and white over on TikTok. Um, but yeah, also just, we're really excited. We've got great stuff. So thank you all for the love and getting us to the 100th. Gentlemen, we have a three-step process to success in the most relaxing way possible this, today. Um, Brian, you want to start us off with your first step?
1: First step, read a book maybe you're feeling a little bit low on the energy like some of us have stated at the beginning of the podcast feeling a little low you know what take a step back read a book get into somebody else's life understand their viewpoint go somewhere else give your brain a break from this world and you will feel a little bit more rested and a little bit more rejuvenated read a book awesome thank you brian marcus who care to run
0: us down on that second step drink some water (laughs) is that is that it like i'm scared to move on (laughs) okay step three uh wash your ass look everybody uh sometimes getting into a nice hot shower and giving yourself a thorough cleaning uh can really help snap you out of that funk because you're getting the funk off your body uh through that washing of the ass so take care of that and make sure you do that Um, this has been a very special episode of Films in Black and White. We'll be back next week with another news episode. Uh, but in the meantime and in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we'll catch y'all next week.